Light Happens with Pimelo Mutine on SAFM, leading the conversation. Okay, so let's go. Gender-based violence is something that we've all been hearing about, especially now, recently, everybody's talking about it. Everybody who wants to be heard and seen is discussing it. I'm not so sure if it's always for the right reasons, but they are nonetheless. Uh, We've had discussions on this platform many, many times around gender-based violence. We've differed a lot, and I've decided to have other people have this conversation because there is a sense that I think we are looking at it at different perspectives, and sometimes it gets very tense and... uh, each side doesn't want to listen to the other. So let's open it up today. Forget about my perceptions. Forget about my bias, because I do have a bias. And I'm not apologizing for that. But I do want you to have uh, an open conversation with other people with different views. 0891-104-207 is the number to dial. And the question is very simple. What is it going to change? What is it going to require from all of us to change gender-based violence? I've got full panel. Jeremy Fugeng, who is, uh, I would say, a veteran actor. He may say, no, I'm not veteran, I'm young. But that's <laughs> besides the point. <laughs> and I'm also with even, uh, an even younger actor, Fumani Shilwana. And, uh, and uh, I'm also with Gavin Moffat, who is a co-founder at Hers and His. And uh, also join the dots, Professor Monde Makiwane, who's currently an independent at the uh, Walter Susulu University, really just a, a consultant as well. Okay, gentlemen, so we hear government speakers every day these days. It's a thing. People stand on podiums and talk about don't do this, don't do that. You know, it's wrong. Let's call each other out. We hear everybody who's on a podium today talking about gender-based violence. Here's my issue. It's at a very high level kind of a talking down to guys, don't do this, right? I bet you in people's homes, change is not happening. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's what I bet. Yes. Why do you think that is the case? Let's start with you, Ndadijer. Hey. Yeah. Um, the, the, there's a concept that's sort of intimidating called patriarchy. It's also called social so socialization. Mm. It's also called miseducation. It's, it's, it's very cheap to march out there. It's very cheap to make public statements and all that. Mm. I, I, I have a problem just making an example. Mm. We can't yell and yell. Mm. You take Makoti and you try and pressure Kuke for 30 minutes for her to become a good mother, a good wife, a good Makoti, and good everything. Mm. After 30 years, you're wasting your time. You should have started while she was in the womb. And, and, and I'm saying that to say this. Mm-hmm. What do we teach the boy child? And generally, we, we teach the man. Uh, allow me to say the black man. To make it uh, broader. <laughs> but we teach the black man he is entitled. He has a right to... Jerry is difficult. If he got married, he'll be better. And so my wife is babysitting the 38-year-old me because my mother is tired. Mm. So she must pick up after me. She must take care of my 
temper tantrums, my boyish temper tantrums. Tiptoe around you. Tiptoe around me. And the thing is, everybody defends me. And I defend me. And so, until and unless the man is born in me, everybody is wasting their time. And until and unless the male in me is called to order, it's just a waste of time because we feel entitled. My daughter had a seminar with boys, uh, primary school boys. Mm. Uh, you, you see, if, if I buy a girl uh, some drinks uh, uh, and then I say, you got to come with me uh, to my place. And, and my daughter says, and, and if she doesn't, he says, I'll rape her. That's it. That, that's it. So, so there is something in us that has been educated and justified and protected even mm. legally, which is why a man is normal for the 17 years he's been abusing this woman. When he gets arrested, we need a psychiatric opinion. Okay. So let's open it. I saw the lines were opened uh, and, and there was a flood of calls coming through. We'll open it now. I can tell you they're going to have a lot to say. And one of the things that I'm anticipating is going to be said, it's said to me every day since I've been here, is that they provoke us. <laughs> Women provoke us. I'll tell okay. you what's not funny can about you believe I'll that? tell you what's not funny about that because people who say it believe it. 100% they believe yeah. it, without a, without a doubt. Yeah. The excuses and the reasons that I hear are actually mind-numbing at, at this stage of my life. I, I cannot believe that men actually believe that anything a woman wears gives them the right to do anything whatsoever to that woman. Yeah. One of the campaigns that I think is should be on everyone's lips is one called No Excuse. Hashtag no excuse. Yes. There is no reason to ever touch a woman under any circumstances whatsoever. And if that is the starting point, then you cannot have rape. You cannot have sexual harassment. You cannot have any of the things that make up gender-based violence. They would be impossible. Why? Because there is no excuse. There's no reason to touch a woman. Here, yeah. Here's why that, that doesn't work for me. Right? Gavin's statement doesn't work for me. Because the truth of the matter is that the people that call in and say this, in what would be a general society are seen as decent people. Mm -hmm. Right? Mm -hmm. So all of them will agree with everything that the Jerry has just said. Agreed. With everything that the president says, with all campaigns, and they'll say, no, of course we don't want to beat women, but... And they consider themselves decent human people. beings. Mm -hmm. So what's the problem? What's the problem? Well... I want to say that gender-based violence is a perpetual of inequality between men and women. It's also caused by existing uh, uh, inequality. Some of the inequalities uh, we are not sadly about. We can we can blame individual men, but structure of inequality is still intact. I'll make a, a number of examples. For instance, the community that I'm working with. <laughs> The community is a very stable communi community and it doesn't seem to be a violence. Well, historically, uh, there, there wasn't uh, really much violence. Mm -hmm. But after some time, there was a mine. And we know that the mine uh, mostly employs men. Mm. Suddenly, men, their status has been raised, their income has been raised, 
and women have been left behind. So these men, they sort of own women because they've got uh, monetary power, power, Mm. uh, buying power. Uh, And we cannot blame women because they are so poor and so on. So these are subtle uh, inequalities, not only historical, but uh, uh, what we see as changes, as improvement, actually causes more inequalities. Uh, uh, I can speak about others. Yeah. Mm. Okay, the lines are open 0891-104-207. I see them coming through, but while uh, Tabelo deals with that, let me ask you for money. What what kind of conversations are happening with younger pe- people? Uh, and I'll tell you why. The the guy that is said to have stabbed Precious 25 times is a young guy. Mm-hmm. So it's easy to go to, we've been taught, we come from the society as an older person, this is all I've known. In his 20 year, I think it's 21 or something, he's in his 20s. Mm. In, in that time, he's been hearing about the plea for people to respect women. What do you think is going on there? It's, it's, it's a difficult one and, and a bit complicated. And I, like, like you said at the beginning, uh, we can't fault you for being biased about the certain situation because it's women who are being victim of this particular thing. Mm-hmm. Now, for me, my, my one, it, it, it goes to so, how we are socialized. Mm. Uh, I'll go back a bit back. Mm. We, we formed a foundation five figures a day. And the whole point of that was how what, what's happening in, in our society. People used to laugh at me with my kid. I didn't understand why. Why am I peeping my child? Mm. When I dig further, I realized, oh, actually, a black family mm. has been broken into two. There's mm. father, mother, mm. and children. Mm. Father is in the mine working there forever. And actually, there were contracts that stated that you could be there for like, you go home only in December and thingy and Easter. Mm. So in all that, we find ourselves in a position where the boy child, girl child, grow up in a position where they are not protected or rather they are not in a position that are groomed with a man, male figure in that society. Mm. When they grow up, they feel good. Oh, well, I can do whatever I want to do. In 1953, a study came out. A lady spoke to the government to say, listen, we are we're broken with the system that is in place. We've actually broken the Ubuntu system that this uh, communities had. And because of that, it will give us a problem. Government didn't listen to her. Guess what? The train killings, the ill violence that was happening in the train, it was from kids that took care of themselves without fathers. Fathers that were, 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 were migrant workers, where it's living, who had needs, mm. made children, eventually those kids became the kids that were killing the train. So you see, for me, the backbone of it all is family. Okay. I think it's, it's, it's almost simpler than that, if I could. It, mm. it comes down to, I think, something that you refer to as wounded masculinity. Mm. So it's an incredibly complex thing. I think that's mm. one of the challenges with your question is, mm. how do you answer that question? There are so many levels to that, that question. It's so, so hard to answer. At its most base level, I think it's about wounded masculinity. So men have been wounded by whatever it is that they've gone through, and they are therefore acting out in whatever way they're acting out as a result of that. Mm. And one of the big challenges that we have in South Africa is that we are the biggest fatherless nation in the world. That alone creates a tremendous amount of wounded masculinity. If men have not had positive role models and mentors in their life that have shown them how to show up as a male, 
how to show up in respect of women and children, how can they possibly know how to react? They're only going to go with whatever other influences they have. Mm -hmm. So I think now, the now, Kevin, wounded masculine about is an fatherless part. society. Mm -hmm. Yes, it's not because the fathers are not there, but because we had a right to abandon and deny our children. And unfortunately, that culture goes on to the next generation mm -hmm. because quite often we become the very thing that we hate, which is why your girlfriend gets pregnant. The first question is, how much do you want to get rid of it? Oh, exactly. <laughs> also, finally, with psychology, it's, it's, I'm, of course, I'm not a psychologist, but it's proven that as human beings from zero to three, we make our world. Now, here are these kids. Boy, girl, grow up in a community where there are no men. When they grow up, like Papa is saying, we are beca we becoming exactly that. Because what's wrong with me? I mean, I, I, I grew up in a community where there's nothing. Why must I do something different? Let me, let me take those calls. Candisa, you're calling us from Clackstock. Okay, we've lost Candisa. Sikhaoke, I think it's in Kempton Park. Sikhaoke, how yeah, are you? I'm very fine, and you? I'm, I'm well. Thanks so much for your patience, Kalke. Good thing. Welcome to the show. Okay, thank you for having me. I wanted to add my comment there on the gender-based violence. Yes, sir. Go ahead. Uh, I think it is it is a very wrong argument if men are saying women are provoking them. Uh, that is the reason why they are abusing them. I wanted to base up my argument with a, a historical fact here. That during the uh, old age times, very old historical days, women and men used to go around naked but there was no any sort of uh, sexual abuse people did not abuse each other there was even a virginity test during the, during marriages because you, you, women could grow up to uh, sexual active ages without being uh, uh, being raped around without being played around with because there was a culture of respecting women. This is the culture which is not available now in this uh, today's society. Men are not respecting women. I think what is needed now in this society of ours is to reshape the society starting from the family level, teaching the children as they grow up the values women have within the family, within the society, and within the community as a whole. I think that's my comment there. Thanks very much for that, Skalke. Kandisa, you're back from Clerkstop. Good afternoon. Yes, Pimelo, how are you? Good, how are you? Thanks for calling, Kandisa. I'm good. Pimelo, you know, we can do everything. We have a lot of NGOs, people who are talking about gender violence. You know, this thing started from home. When parents are not talking to one another and taking this child from the table and tell them other things are not right, you see, parents are fighting in front of the children. How do you expect that child to, he cannot be violent when he, when he grows to them? You know, we, we, we're supposed to have a, a, a very serious solution. These churches, when I when I grew up I went to church. I was always in the church. When my parents get out at, the, at home, I follow them, I go to church. You see? 
It's where I taught, I taught to be disciplined. Now, this thing is starting from the home. You can have a lot of money and people who are talking, but if parents are not giving their uh, children the way how to live, there's nothing that this gender violence will end. Thank you. Thank you, Candice. Let me tell you what I think is amazing. And this is quite a profound discovery. So I've got four men here. Mm-hmm. Strong voices, passionate voices. You are men in your own right and, you know, you, you, you stand your ground. It is now 25 minutes into the conversation. Mm-hmm. Not one man has called to defend themselves about how it's, it's always a woman's fault. Every time I have this conversation on my own without a man, mm-hmm. the first person that calls tells me I'm out of line. Wow. And I'm asking you guys, what do you make of this? Because you, number one, have been very strong in your language, right? If I spoke in your tone, I'd be told to sit down because it's happened every single time I've been here. Mm. If I had this conversation without you here, I'd be told to sit down, which happens here every day. I'm amazed at now four men are here and nobody can challenge what you guys are saying. Uh, Can I, can I, can I, can I? There's, there's something that I am advocating for, mm-hmm. and it's simply this. I'm asking for one-man army mm. everywhere you have an influence. In other words, I start with me and my home and the production that I am in and the workshop that I am running, and I say, not in my presence if you believe it that is not only believe it but live it but live it i challenged somebody who was saying hey let's go to the market theater we must go and speak with one voice as artists Mm -hmm. and i say a lot of people out there a lot of young actresses are going to be saying listen who's talking Mm -hmm. listen you you gotta believe it but you all you you gotta live it and so when you speak the young men listen to me because I live it. And, and so that's why the answer starts with me, not in a match, in me, in the little circles where I have an influence. And, and so a young man can call himself out and at, 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 whether it's in the production or in the uh, closing party for the film or anywhere, you, you, you become the staple singer song goes. I'm just another soldier in the army of love. Mm-hmm. Substitute that love in the army of, yeah. Mm. Anybody wanted? To well, yes, prof, it's easy to be very preachy. Yes. <laughs> uh, 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 being man, mm. yeah, wrong man. They are spoiling our name, but there are many hard questions which uh, I'm not sure whether. We are prepared to ask mm. and answer. Mm. I'll make examples. A, a, a disparity in society between men and, uh, and women. Mm. Mm-hmm. A, 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 do we question disparity in, in the number of relationships? Mm-hmm. The fact that it's accepted for men to have more rela- relationships mm. than female? Mm-hmm. Do we 
do you question the uh, uh, age gap in relationship? Do we question, for instance, um, our health? Do we care for our health? Many men uh, don't go for, for, for health issues, in, including mental issues. Uh, 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 as a result, uh, they are angry. They don't go for counseling uh, uh, to take out that anger. Mm. Do we question that? Do we, do we have uh, um, sort of campaigns for men to go for, for health counseling and, and mental counseling. Do we know that uh, one of the reasons why there are, um, are fewer fathers is because men die early, because they don't care for their health. If they don't care for their health, how can they care for the health of other people? So there are very hard questions which we, we must ask uh, uh, for instance, education. We know that women in, in today's South Africa, they stay more in, in school and in, in education than males. But still, males are more likely to get a job uh, and they are more likely to, to get higher payment than females. Mm -hmm. What is happening there? And there are so many issues. Issues about mobility. It's easier for a man to move both within a residential area or to move from one region to another than a female. And those are the hard questions uh, uh, which which uh, uh, we don't go deep into them. We'll continue with this conversation and I'll open those lines as well and 891 I want to quickly go to Uzi Lesaku for the latest in headlines. <laughs> Call Pimelo Mutine now. We've got an, a big panel and we're discussing gender-based violence and uh, we are opening the lines on 891 WhatsApp notes as well, 061-410-4107 for you who wants to maybe send us a WhatsApp note. Okay, so we've spoken about a few things. Um, we've touched on some of the issues that I think uh, we're scratching at the surface of yeah. what may be the problem. I mean, it's big. So, Prof, you, you alluded to the fact that we have not discussed health issues, mental health issues with men. Mm -hmm. And that's where I agree with some most men mm -hmm. to say that there are underlying issues that they themselves have not dealt with. So when I when I then stand up and challenge a man, he feels like I'm challenging his entire being mm -hmm. because he's got issues in that being of his, right? Um, and there are some who understand the fact that, you know, being the fact that he grew up fatherless and whatever, it has impacted on where he is today. The question I ask then is, why is it so difficult for men to accept the fact that they are ill and they must just get help? It's a problem. The power play. Simple as that. Because as men, we are put in a position that, listen, if you ask her out, she has to say yes. If you do this, you can speak about it. If you don't do that, therefore you are weak. So I'm at the position where I'm like, hey, what? If I do that, then I'll be pre pre seen and as a weakling. Then therefore, I don't want to expose myself to that level. Amen. I, mm. Anything that suggests I am a failure. Mm-hmm. I fight. Mm. That's that's the first impulse. So, so do all these men who are not calling afraid of you? 
Well, it's, it's all about masculinity and our current understanding of what, what masculinity is. Men are, are much more happy challenging a woman because uh, in general – Why, though? In general, men tend to see women as being inferior. Why? Masculinity has painted men as being superior. So when men pitch up, what are we supposed to be? We're supposed to be tough. We're supposed to be able to do everything we need to do. We're supposed to be able to fight, uh, earn the money, look after, protect, all of those things. And if you're doing all of that, how can you possibly show vulnerability? Exactly. Uh -huh. How can you possibly go, I'm really feeling down today. I need to go and talk to somebody about how depressed I feel or how unhappy I feel. Actually, you, you, I'm you tired. I'm yeah, I'm tired. You know, it's come to the end of the year and you're hearing lots of people talking about they're tired, but they're not necessarily talking about how actually tired they are, mm -hmm. how they're actually feeling depleted, depressed. And then what do they do with those things? They go and take them out on, on their kids and family at home. So our, one of our biggest challenges, the way the current society views masculinity creates a bubble in which men are supposed to respond and men don't feel capable of responding outside of that. Now, you've got to remember, none of this says that what they're doing is okay. It's just a way to understand why they respond like they respond. Mm. Because I go back to what you didn't like, which is there's no excuse. Mm. And what I wasn't saying was that this is a campaign that is going to work. Mm. There are so many different levels at which we have to deal with this problem. One of them is at um, base level. So when kids are born, there is a certain stuff that they need from the age of one to six. Then when kids are teenagers, there's certain things that they need. Then when they turn into men, there's certain things that they need. Some of the things that we do within corporates we're actually finding men who are between 30 and 45 who've never had serious conversations about their own sexuality, uh, their own place in life, their feelings of um, loss, powerlessness, um, their fear of what what's going to happen to them if they lose their job. And these are men who are highly qualified. They've got MBAs. They earn a million rand, three million rand a year. They've never had these kind of conversations. Why? They're not allowed to. We're invulnerable mm -hmm. as, as men, as, as masculine. We're invulnerable. And so I think one of the things that's really important is that men get given a space to be able to have these kind of conversations. Mm. All right. So we've got the voice notes. Let's just play the voice notes that have come through. Hi, Pamela. I get so angry when men talk about protecting women. We don't need protection. Men need to look after their issues. And then we'll be fine. Please don't try and protect me. I'm not a victim. I'm not, I'm not at a disadvantage because of being female. Men must sort out their nonsense. Thank you. Hi, Pamelo, Bafuma, uh, Western Cape. I think the the problem that we are have, have facing here as a country is that we we really don't have the 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 the, the people, you know, or rather, to look up to in terms of uh, father figures, mother figures, like back in the days where uh, like this whole street will be, you know, belonging to everyone. Oh, we've just lost that. I think it's definitely my mistake. <laughs> uh, it's really definitely. Well, I'll get back to that because there was a, uh, a message that was coming through which was saying, I'm defending men, and it was going on to say, women dress something. We'll try and get that uh, back and, and try and see what the gentleman was saying. I think it's a man. Just a quick one on the first lady. I don't need to protect her against me, but I might have to protect her against the vultures. Mm. And if she doesn't need my help, that's fine. <laughs> but you see, Sheva, Pamela, I know there are certain things 
I and a few good men mm -hmm. will never do. Mm -hmm. But that does not mean there are no men who will do that. So let me, let me ask everybody this question. If we know that the crime doesn't pay, mm. or does it pay? Of course it pays. It, I mean, it pays or does it pay? It does. What's our conviction rate for rape? Does Anybody know the number? It's so low that nobody not, knows the number. Of I, course I, know, it pays. I know it's very low. Crime pays. Of course it does. When, when, is, when is somebody going to get convicted for sexual assault? It's just not going to happen. And how easy Particularly are, 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 when men are, are in charge. And how, how easy are we going to make the reporting? Think oh. about this. You go to a, a police station. We're sitting in those little cubicles. And she comes as vulnerable as she is. She has a report there. Really? I mean, you saw the numbers recently where 87% of police stations did not have rape kits. Mm. That says something to you mm. all on its own. And the ones that do, nobody's trained to be able to deal with somebody who's been raped. That alone says a tremendous amount all on its own. We're not, we're not ready to be able to deal with this. Systemically, it's broken. It was interesting I, for me to see how we were all, in fact, the nation was divided last week when there was that uh, chairman's conversation. Yes. I always comment about the fact that people say, keep on saying that, oh, let's bring harsh sentences. What's the use of having very harsh sentences to 5% of men and others never get convicted? The issue in South Africa is not that sentences are light. The issue is that most of the men don't get convicted. And it's where we must work on very hard. Actually, during the march in Sentin recently, the IM Next march, mm. it it came out that one of the guys was marching yes, with the ladies. Yes, does it back, back mm. That was the one down in Cape Town. Uh, but you can, you can understand, why would a woman come forward and report having been raped when she has no belief in the system? She doesn't believe that she's going to be supported. She doesn't believe she's going to be able to get uh, justice for what has happened to or her. Why would, why would she? Or believed. I think that's the baseline. Mm. The first conversation would be, well, what were you wearing? Really? What did you do? What did you do? So how many drinks had you had? And, and so if those are the kind of questions in the conversation that start off at the beginning of a, of a reporting of a rape, how is that possibly going to turn out okay for her? All right, we'll take those calls on 0891-104-207. Call SAFM right now on 0891-104-207. I'm with a full panel and we're discussing gender-based violence. What is it going to take to get this under control? Okay, let's have that uh, voice note that we messed up a little bit earlier on. Hi, Pamelo, uh, Pafuma, Western Cape. I think the the problem that we have, have facing here as a country is that we we really don't have the 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 the, the people, you know, or rather, to look up to in terms of uh, father figures, mother figures, like back in the days where, uh, like this whole street would be, you know belonging to everyone living in that particular street but now with kids having kids uh, it's all about it's my kid you can't uh, reprimand and so forth and that escalate to the whole community if you know what i mean thank you bye and here's another one all right so i'm i'm gonna try and hi sfm and team i'm jatinda here from Debbie. Uh, so this other day I was uh, driving and I picked up some people 
I'm a boat driver and there were three, uh, four guys, uh, one gentleman, another gentleman and his family. Uh, his family includes of his wife and daughter. So what uh, made me to go crazy is that I'm always listening to SAFM, I'm always, always listening about this gender-based violence. And all of a sudden, from nowhere, I heard this man started to shout to his wife, you don't think before you act, I don't know why I married you, uh, you know, you are senseless. All those words he said in front of the daughter. So what should we expect a daughter to be in future if we have such kind of men? Thank you. All right. I'll give you time to respond to that. Let's go quickly to Fanuel Ndlovu, who's calling from Emalahleni. Good afternoon, Fanuel. Thanks for calling. Fanuel, are you still there? Fanuel, I'm going to have to move on if you're not speaking. Hi, Fanuel. Hello, how are you? Good, good. Welcome to the show. Yeah. Uh, actually, uh, I, I, I do have uh, all your panelists. So most of the things that maybe... Uh, a lot of sense. So the problem is that uh, is that the quality of men we are having, right? It's not uh, uh, the right quality now. So another thing, uh, sometimes I ask myself, what type of a human being can rape and rape a woman so many times? Sometimes they rape young children and the elder women. So I I can see that uh, maybe it can be. Maybe they are uh, doing drugs or some other stuff that uh, makes their mind not to be stable. Thanks. I, I want to ask the panelists. I just want to ask about the uh, the quality of women who are living, whether uh, they are still uh, the same women they've been married because I can understand there you are talking about the, uh, with the elders. Yeah. So I just want their comment. Could I ask him one question? Yes, yes, go ahead. Fanuel, are you still there? Fanuel, are you still there? Hello? Fanuel, are you still there? Okay, we're going to have to try and see if we can get back to him. I, I'm, that is, hold on to that. Hold on to that. Or while we try and get back Quality to him. Lala, you're calling us from Pulukwane. Hi. Ah, Lala, then gone as well. Jan, you're calling us from Cape Town. Hi. Yes, that is correct. Yes, good afternoon, lady. Afternoon. Pumelelo uh, and Antio Penove. Yes, sure. Look, man, I, I will listen to uh, at the radio afterwards, mm. but I, I'm of the opinion that you guys are only going after the low-hanging fruits. Mm. You guys go after the cases that is in the media and you try to make a sense of it. Mm. I would like us to take a step far, far, far back. Mm. I would like to go back to the fiber of our society. The fact that you, you, you see, like this, this gross rapist man, mm. uh, uh, he's a rape. Mm. If you will remember that he was 10 when he was first fed drugs, mm. and, and there was no intervention from no one mm. until the rape occurred. Mm. Even our last victim in case it any was now stabbed 52 times. This guy's got a rape or pending rape matter. And in my experience, as soon as a person is coming up on a violent crime, he's at least had five in the past, mm. five that were ignored. Mm. Now, due to our apartheid system, 
look, my father used to work with whites and then mistreated him and then he would come home and, and prove his manhood at home when he's drunk. Mm. And, and that cycle of violence has infiltrated our communities and our societies. Now, my proposal is that we should start with people who are trained to rectify or to correct our society, and that is our social workers. Currently, our social workers are so little and so overworked that the other lady now in the news complained that the daughter was murdered and no counseling was ever offered. Mm. It's not because it wasn't offered, it's because it's not there. So as soon as a suspect is involved in a criminal offense, as a 10-year-old, as a 12-year-old, as a victim as an of, of a sexual offense, then this person should be handled and we won't have this fallout that we have today. Now we are going on the low-hanging fruits and act. Men must act like this. Men must... Uh, my lady, it is, in, it is ingrained almost in the DNA now. So we must have, go back to pre, to what does a party system be to our men. Can I, can I, can I quickly... This is my take on the matter. Sure, Just one question. Yes, sir. You're talking about the social workers. We in here are saying you must re-educate and re-correct men from childhood, the boy child, so that there is no need to go to the social worker. And so if you, yourself, within yourself and the circles that you find yourself in, you bring a new culture in a zero tolerance of anything that can grow to the 52 steps, you deal with it right there. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Uh, yes, yes, ma'am. I, I heard the gentleman. Mm, mm. Thanks. I, I mean, we will continue this after after the break because you said, you know, we, we are talking about low-hanging fruit. And, and to a large extent, he's right. Mm. He's mm. right. Mm. Because, as I said earlier, the people that start violence, and we need to describe and define violence. Mm-hmm. Uh, amongst us in your wonderful organizations that are supposed to be protecting us that are supposed to be speaking on behalf of us because if you can't call out a guy that speaks to a lady in the office in a certain manner yeah that in itself is the beginning of violence Thank you. yeah right yeah. you it's okay in other words you will never have that tone with a male counterpart but you can have the same tone with a woman and get away with it. And get away with it. No one in the office will say, but mm-hmm. you wouldn't speak like that to a male. Mm-hmm. No one will, in the office will say that. So what you find us doing is that we're constantly fighting. And then you are completely labeled, oh, that troublemaker. Yeah. I'll, and ostracized. The woman gets to be ostracized. Can, can, I, can, I, can I be inclusive with that? Yes. yes. Again, I'm going to go back to the whole issue of how, how we are socialized. Mm. I'll, I'll, bring, I'll make it personal. Mm. 2000, a friend of mine had a girlfriend and he wanted me to come and help with the other girl. Mm. We went to the flat, he slept with the girl in the other room. Me and my girl, we slept in the other room, but we did nothing the whole night. Mm. A week later, Fumani is called, it's not a man. I'm being laughed at. Mm. Why? Because I didn't sleep with her. Mm. So you see, it was men and well, those young boys and those young girls mm. who were laughing at me mm. for not taking that. So as I'm saying, within all this, yes, low-hanging fruit I hear. Within all this, we need to socialize us from here. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Because if we don't do that, a 20-year-old Fumani would have been under pressure to sleep with that girl, even though at home since eight years old, we had sexual education. We spoke openly with, with, with my parents. The gentleman, let's just hang a, ha, hold on to that thought. George, I do see you. I do see you. I'll take your call after this. 
Life Happens with Pimelo Mutine on SAFM, leading the conversation. All right, so uh, we continue with our conversation. I want to read this SMS first. It's a voice, it's a, it's a WhatsApp note. It says, I'm defending men. These women dress to kill and they are killing us. We are ov- often overpowered by emotions and feelings and not taught to control them. We do understand we don't have the right to touch women irrespective of what they are wearing. But these feelings are just overwhelming for some men out there. Anyone, any takers? You've got a whole you've got a whole panel here sitting looking at you aghast that people think this way. But it, it is true. People think this way. I think one of the biggest challenges is the presumption that men need to have... Uh, men are incapable of looking after themselves and therefore need to have some form of protection. So the most common way of doing that is men saying, women need to take care of us for us. Don't wear anything flashy. Don't wear a shirt, uh, short skirt or anything of that nature because we're unable to control ourselves. And that's, that's the starting point. Mm. Men are able to control themselves. It's that simple. And anything over and above that is just man making an excuse because he wants to make an excuse. One of the measurements of real manhood is your ability to say no. Self-control. To yourself before anybody says so. And number two, you see, it's not God's fault that I have an appetite because I need nutrition for my body. But I don't then have to be a glutton. And go and eat until I vomit, simply because I have an appetite. <laughs> Let me take this a call. Yeah. Wait, 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 George. I don't want to lose you, George. You're calling us from Joburg. Hi, George. How are you, Pimela? Good. Thanks for calling, George. Good day to you, and good day to your elders and my my the HFM listeners. Yes, sir. Yes, Pimela. You know what I want to contribute in this. Uh, uh, what you guys are talking about is. We, what we need is respect. We should respect each other. This issue of women and men, you know, the way we, we, we are being brought up these days is very chaos. Yeah? Because this what these men are doing to women. They are doing to each other. Can't you see that they are chasing each other with guns, killing each other every day? Shot dead, shot dead, shot dead everywhere. So the same thing they are doing to men, they are doing it to women. So what we need to do is we should change the way we brought up these kids. Hmm. Imagine somebody who is 12 years old having a baby. What is she going to teach that baby? So the 12 years old, her father did not, or her parents did not teach her very well. You know, you have to give what you have. She doesn't have anything upstairs. She has a baby. What is she going to teach the baby? The baby will grow up as an animal. And tomorrow, she, 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 he or she will be keeping on hunting people to death. If this elders we have down is going to finish, Kimel, I tell you, we're in a big shit. The elders we have down, they still have passed through some suffering. If they finish, I wonder what will happen. If, if this kid that is jumping up and down, that is going to give us advice tomorrow, that we're going to take as an elder. So we have to go back to the grassroots. Let us respect each other. I was listening to the other guy, the, the, the other guy that the, his child killed four children. The father of that child, that, that girl that killed her four children, is in the court wearing earrings. If I was the judge, after giving that lady life sentence, I'm going to give that his, her father two years at least. So where we are here, what did he taught that child at the age of 25? 
four children from four different men. What did he teach the child? So the man supposed to be given at least two years. Why the daughter should be sent to five? He was crying in court. What, what was he crying for? God gave him a child to take care of the child. Giving birth to a child is not the issue. But what do you teach the child? Because that child should represent you tomorrow. Thanks, George. We got that. Let's just listen to some voice notes before we wrap up. In 1999, I went to the police station to report violence against me, being perpetrated against me by my wife. And uh, they, they, they laughed at me and they made a joke of it. A year later, I approached the court for an order against my wife, who was aggressive and violent. It's not that I couldn't hit her. I couldn't handle her, but it's not the way I was raised. And the magistrate laughed at me and they turned it and they issued a violence order against me. So with that type of behavior, uh, I, I can't blame people for not wanting to go forward, especially women who have been raped. Did anybody understand that? Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Do you want to respond to that? I, th- I think one of the uh, challenges that we have within our system is that when men are the subject of gender-based violence, mm-hmm. they are not taken seriously, they are not laughed at, and it happens. Uh, boys are raped, men are raped, it happens every single day. The number is just so small that it's not reported. Um, and I was… Uh, I, I'm, I'll tell you why I battle with that statement. Mm. Because I think here I've had, if not minimum of five organizations that purport to be supporting men. Mm. We bring them up all the time. If society is not ready to accept that men have got problems, why don't you just call the organizations that you know will hear you? Mm -hmm. So it's not that there is no help. I just feel that we are not willing to deal with the issue. Every man that calls with that excuse will never tell you whether they called and reached out. If we can teach children to call out to Childline, Men have the option to seek help. Why don't they seek help? You're 100% right that men don't generally seek help. And that's why organizations like Mankind Project are around exactly for that reason. To but try this and guy's help. not going to phone. He, he this guy's not going to and phone. That's why you're only Not in going, my name. The people no. who understand his problem. Why? You're only going to be able to deal with those people who are in some way interested in changing. Oh. And then the other half, you'll have to shame into not doing what they're currently doing. But you can only work with men who are interested in being better men. You can't force men to be better men if they don't want to. I made a point Mm. that, for instance, hospitals are full of women. There are very few men in hospitals. Is it because men are not sick? No. We know that men die early. Mm. It's a point that men are not healthy, but they don't go for for help Mm. that is the greatest problem that we are facing Mm. to encourage and create a good environment for men to seek help and this is why i i'm quite strong on this when you respond with i tell you what for women too who go to the police station and to the magistrate they get the same response so this notion that only men are laughed at is quite mm, silly. Absolutely. That's our daily experience. Mm. We go to the police station. The police doesn't necessarily welcome our complaints. Mm-mm. And and when you say that, it's like you're defending the other. I'm not. I'm just simply saying, 
there are avenues. Why are we not seeking the help that is offered to us? We touched on this a bit earlier. Personally, I believe the reporting system of this particular case is, is not adequate. Yeah, but it's, you've got your organization, even, right? Even if they come to my organization, at the end of the day, there are certain levels of, of issues that I, for my a psychologist, therefore, there's a point in time that I must escalate it. Mm. Even if you do, mm. I would say, it ends up to a point where people are being laughed at, whether men or women. Mm. So, like I, I, I said earlier, if we're not going to create an, a, a space where anyone, whether it be woman or man, mm. to report it in a space where it's safe, mm. we'll, we'll be on our Okay. We've, but just touched the surface. We haven't even gotten to the issues yet. I yeah. do appreciate the time that you've given us because at least you've left us with something to think about. Uh, Jerome Fuking, an actor. Gavin Moffat, you are an activist. And uh, Professor Monda Makuani, who is a consultant at the University of uh, Walter Susulu Fumani Shilubani, and who's also an actor. I really appreciate the time you've given us. And I also appreciate you for taking the time to listen and engage with this discussion. Three o'clock now. Let's go to Utsi Lesaku for the latest in SABC News.